Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big, and building wealth on your own terms. Now let's join our host, the founder of Create Tailwind and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back. This is Jim Oliver, and today I'm joined with Nick Costco as my co-host. Nick, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely. You know, today I've had a few people in the last few weeks just talk about the book, and when we talk about the book, we talk about R. Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. And I think this book, Nick, I mean, I know I've read it, I don't know how many times. I think it was in the hundreds, at least partially. <laughs> and there's pages that we look at and that really kind of resonate with everyone. And equipment financing comes to mind. And then we get people sometimes that are analytical about equipment financing. And they say, well, is that still relevant today? And then, you know, page 45, I mean, they're only putting $5,000 in there. How relevant is that? And, you know, the book is relevant and it's going to continue to be relevant for a long time because on page 14, Nelson says that there's one thing that's more important than anything when it comes to IBC. What's that? Imagination. And so when we're looking at these examples, Nick, we need people to have a little bit of imagination, right? That's right. Everyone has money flowing through their hands. Everyone's using a bank. Just how are you going to use your own bank? That's right. And whether this says it's $500 or $5 million being deposited, whether the equipment financing example or page 45, it really doesn't matter. You have to be able to do a little simple math in your mind and get to whatever number is the right amount for the amount of money that's flowing through your hands every month, every year, whatever is the best way for you to look at it. So what we're going to do today, Nick, is we're going to go back to page 45, okay? And we're going to talk about how 45 really makes sense and what the mentality is of these two people looking at infinite banking. And they're, they're both doing infinite banking, right? Yeah, I think what's interesting is the fact of how easy this little spot of the book is to blow right past. And I think it's pretty cool how we had a, a new client of ours about a month ago in the follow-up meeting. He starts off his questioning right at this. And I'll be honest with you, I had overlooked it. I had plowed through the problem stuff and then I became quite interested with the equipment financing. And then the more you and I got to talking about this, this is so applicable to everyone. And we see this. And what I like about it is it directly asks the question compared to what? Because right. that's, what, that's what we're asking our clients all the time to do, our prospects. Hey, that sounds great what you're doing, but compared to what? And right here, Nelson does us the pleasure of giving us a compared to what scenario that you're going to do a deep dive on. And I think everyone in the audience is really going to enjoy this. So if you've got a copy of the book handy, uh, now's the time to get it, open it up to page 45 because, you know, Jim's going to have a little treat here for you as he dives into this in a way that few people can. So the other thing that I want people to know is that 
when we go through this, if you have any questions, go on our website and schedule a 15-minute meeting, and we'd be happy to answer your questions. Or if you want to learn more about infinite banking, you know, schedule that 15-minute meeting and just ask some basic questions. If, if you like what you hear, then you can schedule the 45-minute to an hour overview presentation. But we want everyone to understand this. And so before I get started on this, let's remember that Nelson says in the book, the book Becoming Your Own Banker, is that infinite banking is a process, not a product. Okay? So now we've decided that we should be our own banker, but now we're going to look at two different mentalities. One mentality, we're going to call this person the CD sister. And these two sisters are identical twins, same age, everything. We're just going to look at their behavior and their behavior with one sister using a CD, the CD sister, and the other sister, the IBC sister, she's going to use an insurance contract, a whole life insurance contract. Now, I want to point out a few things about these sisters is even though they're going to act the same, meaning they're going to put the same amount of money into this account right here, right? They're going to put $5,000 a year into either the CD or the insurance, contract, just depending on whether they're the IBC sister or the CD sister, okay? All right, so we put in our $5,000 and the CD sister she has 5,200. Now, let me explain that 5,200. Now, guys, I, by the way, I know that CDs don't pay 5.5% right now because a CD would, in this scenario, what Nelson's showing is 5.5% that the CD's paying and she's netting about four, right? Okay. Now, I know CDs don't pay that. Please just understand that this is just to give you an example of what you can do. And you can make that whatever number you want, okay? And it could be not a CD. It could be something else, whatever other type of account you would use in your mind other than a insurance contract. But in this scenario, the CD is a product. It's a financial instrument offered by the bank, offered to customers, Right. Now, the IBC sister, she has a different mentality. She actually wants to own the bank. So what she's going to do is she's going to put the same $5,000 and she's going to put it into an insurance contract. Now, at the end of the first year, they get together and they have lunch. The CD sister has a smirk on her face. She thinks that she is the cat's meow. She put in five grand and now she has 5200 and she knows that the IBC sister, she put in 5000 and has 1933 in this example. Obviously, at this point, the IBC sister doesn't look very smart. But what does the IBC sister know about owning a business, Nick, that the CD sister doesn't get? Well, it's going to take a little bit of time before we're in the black. Yeah, time is in an investment. Most businesses require an investment to get started, right? Yeah, to build the capital, kind of like what Nelson talks about earlier in the book. If you're going to go build a brick and mortar bank and, and get a charter and all that, you're going to have to spend a lot of money to do that. And you can ask any business owner, 
they're going to have to spend a little bit of money to establish their business. Absolutely. Okay. So then the second year comes around and they put in their 5,000, the CD sister, she grows to 10,608. The IBC sister, she grows to 6,359. Now, Nick, if you notice there, the IBC sister in the second year, she's got a lot more growth than $1,933 in that second year, right? That's right. All right. So then she's kind of catching up when we look at cash on cash. We're really getting close. In fact, then in the third year, they both put in 5000 The CD sister, her account grows to 16232 And the IBC sister, her account grows to 11514 So now all of the money that we're putting in there goes to the account. So now she's kind of made her investment in those first couple of years, right? That's where the cash drag is really happening is in these first two years, she has her cash drag, right? Yep. Pretty typical what we see. Yeah. Pretty typical of today's illustrations, right? That's right. But now she's what we would call efficient. What's that mean, Jim? So every dollar that she's putting in there, that third deposit is available for her to use, right? That whole $5,000 is available. Kind of like just going to your regular bank, depositing the 5,000 into your checking account. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so now they do this for seven years. So they put in five grand a year for seven years and then they decide that they want to buy a car, okay? Now, the balance before they start buying the car is $41,000 in the CD and $35,960. So, Nick, I'm going to ask you to do a little math here quick. Now, it doesn't have to be exact. It can be rounded, okay? Okay. Remember those two balances. Now, what they do is they borrow out $10,500 for the car. But remember, they're trading in a car. This is the difference. And again, depending on the car that you're buying, just do the math and multiply it to the appropriate number, okay? Okay. And, you know, the deposits, as you know, Nick, we have a lot of people that are putting a lot more than $5,000 a year into their infinite banking system. In fact, we have people that are putting seven figures into their infinite banking system on an annual basis. So anywhere from... 5,000, we probably have people that are less than 5,000, but you know, from 5,000 to 5 million or more, just multiply it. Now, this okay. loan of 10,500 is at 8.5%, and your payment annually, what they're going to put back in is $3,030. Okay. All right. Now, here's the really cool thing now they're banking. What were they doing for the first seven years, Nick? They were capitalizing. That's right. They were capitalizing the system, right? That's right. Were they paying premiums? Well, the one sister was, right? Yeah, that's right. But that's how she's capitalizing her money pool. Okay. Now, what I want you to pay attention to, and this is where I'm going to need your help on some math, Nick, is the CD sister, she has $41,071 at that green arrow. And then the second green arrow that I'm going to draw 
is what she ends up with after she finances the car, right? After she pays back the car at the eight and a half percent interest. Okay. 49,086. That's really close to how much? 8,000. 8,000. Right. Now. Thanks for the easy math, by the way. That was a good round. (laughs) We like easy math because the concept is simple, but simplicity is what? Elusive. That's right. Now, we like to say Einstein said that, but we can't (laughs) attribute it to it. So I've told Nick I'll take credit for it, but it's probably not mine originally. And I'll say something that Brian Buffini says a lot is I might not be the first person that said it, but um, (laughs) I'm the second or the third or the three, right? That's Uh, right. Okay. Now look at our IBC sister. I love this. She has $35,960 in that first green arrow. Okay. Her balance after paying back the car at the eight and a half percent is 45,821, which is about $10,000, $10,000. So now our CD sister, she got 8,000, right? And our IBC sister got 10,000. Yeah. There is such a great little message in there about interrupting compounding in there. There is. You just nailed it, Nick. When I take money out of my CD, how much of it is growing? Only what I left in there. That's right. And when I take money out of my IBC account, how much is still growing? All of it. All of it. It's an and asset. I get to use my cash and I don't interrupt my compounding. It continues to grow. Let me just clarify something for the audience. You said when I take money out of my IBC system, I just want to clarify with the audience. Our money does not leave our money pool. We're only borrowing from the insurance company at a pre-negotiated a rate. That's it. That's all that's Absolutely. happening. Yeah. We are not taking money out of the policy. We are using the insurance company's money while my money sits there and grows. So ultimately, all I did interrupt my compounding because that's one of the biggest wealth robbers in the world. These sisters, they get together, they have lunch every year, right? <laughs> now, in the first lunch, the CD sister, she thought the IBC sister, she was just not very bright. The second lunch, same thing. Third lunch, she kind of gets tired of even talking about it because she's so far ahead in her mind, right? <laughs> but, and she's starting first, Nick. But the IBC sister, she knows something that the CD sister doesn't know. She knows yeah. once they capitalize this and they start using this account that she doesn't worry about starting first because she's going to do what, Nick? She's going to finish first. She's, she's going to like- finish first. And she knows (laughs) because she's, she was working with create tailwind back. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, But (laughs) she knows that she's going to finish first in a big way. Being sensitive to our time. I'm only going to use that first car. Okay. But rest assured that every time I'll I'll tell you what, I'm going to do two cars, Nick. Let's do that. All right. right. So they borrow out another $10,500. And just so the audience knows This right here is a great episode to watch on uh, YouTube because Jim's got the page of the book up. He's annotating on it. There'll be some pictures of this and whatnot in the uh, podcast notes, but I just want to draw your attention that this is one of those episodes where watching it on YouTube may benefit you significantly. Absolutely. Okay, so the second car. The CD sister, she goes from 49,000, right? Okay. Okay the second arrow to the third arrow 
58,000. Just shy of 4,000 bucks. $9,000, right? I'm sorry. I looked ahead to the next loan. Yeah, that's right. 9,000. Nine <laughs> yeah. So she gains about $9,000 of growth. Okay. Now that's just a little bit better than what she did the first time, right? That's right. Because there's still a little bit more money left in there when she withdraws her money to go buy the car. Now, let's watch our IBC sister. By the way, this is where her smirk on her face, knowing that she's the smarter sister, really starts to come and shine through. She goes, hey Jim. Yes. Hey, this is Derby Week. We're talking about the horses here, and the favorite, one of the favorite is named Tacitus. And that horse reminds me of the, the IBC sister because it's a deep closer coming from behind. Didn't start first, but by golly, here it comes down the stretch. That's what's going on right here. I love that. And by the way, I'll be putting through Nick to make sure this is all legal, but I guess we get that on sports now. It's legal, right? But I'll be putting $20 on that horse, even though I don't gamble. I consider $20 my donation to whoever it goes. Um, because I never win these things, but you brought up the I'm going with the IBC horse, okay? All right. Now, the good thing about this, when you do IBC, there's no gambling here, okay? But... <laughs> The IBC sister in this second car, Nick, goes from 45000 to 59000 Almost. 14000 Almost $14,000 versus nine. In the horse racing terms, Nick, I don't know if this is the right term, but she's pulling away, right? Absolutely. And by the way, look at the balances. Who's got more money? Mm, IBC sister. That's right. So now she's saying, Having the owner mentality, I started slower, but I'm building momentum. And by the way, there's another distinction here. The CD sister assumes every time she takes a loan, the bank is fine using her CD as collateral. Yeah. Now, you would think that they would, but who's in control of that decision? The bank. The bank. And who's in control of the decision on the IBC loan? IBC sister. Can she be denied a loan to buy these cars? No. No. It's contractual. All right, so let's go all the way down. Now, these are two young sisters. And by the way, don't send us something and say, well, I'm not 20 years old or whatever, okay? I mean, I'm going to show you that it doesn't matter, okay? And by the way, you got to remember, too, is they're only putting $5,000 in there, okay? At year 51. Why year 51? You know, I don't remember the answer. And unfortunately, our buddy, our mentor isn't available to ask because he's graduated from this world and he's in heaven now. So, Nelson, if you want to remind me, just uh, remind me of why it's 51 years. OK, but it doesn't <laughs> matter that it's 51 years. Let's look at their balances. They want some retirement income. The CD sister, she has $258,000. That's the arrow on the left. Yep. Now, she has $258,000. Hey, that's great, right? I yeah. mean, most Americans do not have $258,000 in here. And she really, she only put $35,000 in her account. She recaptured all of this interest for 50 years. I mean, it's not just the growth of that $35,000 in that CD that you can, you can use a financial calculator and see that that math doesn't work. It's recapturing that interest that she was going to pay to another bank or financial institution to borrow that money. 
And she ends up with $258,000. And we would give her a round of applause. Congratulations. Now, remember I said the IBC sister, she is the smarter sister. It's, it's just been proven over time. And <laughs> the arrow on the right, she has $964,000. That's $706,000 more. Is that right? $706,000 more? Pretty yes, close. That's right. We like round numbers. So any engineers out there, don't call me and tell me I can't do math. I can, but these are round numbers, okay? So $700,000 more by being the owner of the bank versus the customer of the bank. Wow. Okay, now you'd think that we could just drop the mic there and everything would be great. It's obvious I should use the insurance account. I'm going to be behind the first two years. After that, I'm going to catch up, I'm going to pass, and I'm going to leave in the dirt, right? I'm going to get so far ahead, they're never going to see me again. But let's start to take some retirement income here, Nick. And retirement income for our CD sister is she's going to take out $50,000 a year, but gosh, at about five and a half years, she runs out of money and she ends up with nothing. Okay, well, I mean, that's like most accounts. Sure. Let's look at our IBC sister. She takes out $50,000 a year for 13 years, okay? Or is that 12 years? I think that's 12 years. It's it's 13. A 13. Okay, so she takes out $50,000 every year, and she dies, right? Now, by the way, look at the, the balance in her account. Get plenty of money still there. A million dollars. Her account is still going up. How many things in life get better as we get older? Hmm. Not our hairlines, right? That doesn't work. <laughs> Probably not our waist. Okay. Or maybe some of you, but not for me. So how many things get better as we get older? Very few I mean, things. Very few things. And Nick, so she had that balance in there, but she died. This is an insurance contract. Her heirs get the furthest blue uh, over here where it says $1.3 million passed to her family. What? Tax-free. Tax-free, which could be like, I mean, gosh, uh, that'd be about $7 million if AOC had her way. But um, (laughs) I'm sorry, we we don't get political on this show. I just had to point that out. But... (laughs) 1.3 $1.3 million. That's like $2 million taxable. And right? she got to use 650000 while she was still alive. She got to use it while she was alive. She got to pass it to the next generation. And I mean, what a perfect vehicle to become your own banker. That's right. Like you pointed out before, unless you live in New York City, you're likely that you're going to buy automobiles your whole life. Every four or five years. So, Nick, both of these people became their own banker, right? That's right. <laughs> okay. One was the customer. One was the owner. I know I've said that several times, but I want that to be just entrenched in your thinking for the audience is one is the customer, one is the owner. Okay. Yeah. So, they do this their whole lives. This IBC sister, she comes out ahead because of that mentality of owning the bank instead of, oh, by the way, Nick, 
let's say that, you know, God forbid, well, she was killed in the 40th year. Would she have still passed that death benefit or a similar amount to her family? Absolutely, right? And so what we look at here going way back to the beginning is they were both doing infinite banking. Just one was using a money pool that was a CD and one was using a money pool that is an insurance contract. And Nelson says, IBC is not a product. It's a process. And there is nobody that can look at this and say, I shouldn't become my own banker and use this. Now, can you imagine these numbers, Nick, if this was $500,000 a year? Yeah, significant. Or $50,000 a year. Yep. Do you think that makes a big difference? Then, then you know what? I don't need to do this for 50 years to get this huge impact. I could do it for 20 years or 30 years or whatever it is. And I can do this till the day I die. This is what this shows. Well, and here's the thing. It's for everyone. If you were to look, listen to the show and say, hey, all I've got is 5,000 bucks because I want to be the IBC sister. Yeah. Hey, you don't have to be great to start. You just have to start to be great. I love that. Listen, if you're making 50,000 or 35,000, it doesn't matter. You just start, start someplace, fund, whether it's the cars or kids school and grow to that. Hey, if you're already where you can put in 500,000, we can show you how to leverage that through your business, setting up finance companies. Hey, we can do that too. It's truly for everyone. Absolutely. So, you know, when people sometimes when they read the book and yeah, I know the book is, you know, 20, 30 years old, you know, um, different parts of it and examples are, you know, 40 something years old, like with the equipment financing example. And they say, you know, well, this isn't today's world is different. These numbers are, you know, off. Uh, dividends were different. I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> what do interest rates do? They fluctuate. They go up and down. They go That's up right. and down. That's right. You don't know. And the thing is, is that your strategy of being the owner is consistent. Yeah. You're going to be playing in the same environment as everybody else, but you're going to be playing a smarter game. And we always like to say, you want to play so well that what, Nick? Other people don't even realize there's a game going on. That's right. And this is the way to do it. So, all right. Thanks for sharing. This is an awesome lesson. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know what? Thank you, Nelson, for giving us this information that we can pass on and serve the audience with, because that's what we do is Nelson has given us a gift that we're just trying to share with you. And if you want to learn more about this, go to createtailwind.com, schedule a, a webinar or give us a call or email us, whatever is your best way to make contact. Because if you're not doing this or you don't understand the benefit of this or it just doesn't make sense, because, you know, your paradigm is sometimes put in cement over the years and cement does what over time? It gets harder. It's hard. It keeps curing forever. That's right. <laughs> I mean, hey, I know a nine-year-old kid that knows this pretty well that doesn't have his paradigm stuck in cement. Do you know that kid, <laughs> Nick? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. That's Jake Costco, yep. Nick's oldest son. And Jake gets this. He has no other paradigm. This is his paradigm from the beginning. And that is a gift from Nelson Nash. 
to the Costco family and every family that gets to do this is that gift. So thank you, Nelson. And uh, thank you, Nick. And thank you, audience, for listening. And until next time, I'm Jim Oliver. And have a great day. And look, break away, will you? Thanks for listening to Breakaway Wealth with your host, Jim Oliver. Do you want to become your own banker and build wealth on your terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule your complimentary coaching session today.